It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're so hesitant as to moving forward in this relationship because it might take away from your degree, like you got to make the decision together as a team mm-hmm. of, yeah, we're going to get married. We're going to move forward. I'll be there for you. You know, I'll go mm-hmm. back to school with you. I think that was key. Even if you're not going to go to school together, maybe that's not what your plan is, but to find something that you want to do, something you want to pursue, um, you know, entrepreneurship, whatever that looks like for you to find a project, a ministry to be able to do, even if it's not school. And But I really enjoyed our coffee dates, study dates, how to push through how to sacrifice. You can have educational dreams, but if your educational dreams and your ministry dreams don't jive or line up with your wife and your ha- or your you know significant other, and there's unequal yoke mm. in that situation, and you can't work it out, you're going to be you know on a on a path to uh, nowhere. What you want to become, hang around those people. Because yeah, when is the good time to start? Absolutely. It takes the mystery out of it and the unknown, which is what people are afraid of sometimes, I think. Dear young married couple, you're in a busy season of your life. You're probably working and involved in ministry. On top of that, you might even be parents or students. You're maxed, but you really want to stay connected in your marriage. And that's why we're bringing this podcast to you. I'm Adam King. And I'm Carissa King. And we work with busy couples just like you in our counseling office here in Sacramento, California. We also work with couples all over the world through online counseling. And our couples are really just looking for ways to communicate with each other more effectively. Some of them are looking to heal from a breach in trust or find direction in fulfilling the purpose that God has for them. So come and join us as we have a conversation. We'll talk with therapists, authors, pastors, and other couples who will pour into us, giving us tools to become more intimately connected, get adventurous, and find purpose. Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. We have a special edition of the podcast coming at you today. And before we share the details, we have a shout out to give. Yes, Tabby Pontino said this podcast has such great topics and I can actually learn from my husband and I just started listening and we are loving it. And how cool that you're in Sacramento. We may have to give you a call. Thank you, Tabby, for leaving a five-star review yes, on Apple Podcasts. So today we have special guests with us. We have Curtis and Karina Hendricks from Elk Grove, California. Yeah, and we just happen to be related. <laughs> yes. So for those who don't know, this is my sister and brother-in-law, And um, we are having them on today because we've had lots of questions lately about going to school together as a married couple. 
And you can broaden this even if you're not in school. This can be like doing projects together as a married couple. Building a business. Mm-hmm. Ministry, supporting each other in ministry. So we are going to interview them. Curtis and Karina have several degree- degrees between the two of them. And um, they got these degrees um, mostly while they were married. Um, so we're going to have them share a lot about their background. As we introduce them, we'll be asking them questions and we'll share some fun history about the four of us. Too. <laughs> we have a lot of it. <laughs> so right. let's, let's jump in. So it all started when. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you guys been married? We've been married for nine years now. Ooh. Nine years last September. Yeah. Almost a decade. Almost a decade. Yes. Feels like yesterday. <laughs> In some ways. <laughs> In some ways. So, Curtis, you had your bachelor's degree before you got married. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. I had the, my bachelor's degree and then had always had the dream of going to law school and becoming mm-hmm. an attorney, which... As we sit here in 2020, I'm licensed to practice law mm-hmm. in the state of California. And he passed the California bar the yes. first time. Both. The first yes. time. <laughs> <laughs> he had some motivation behind that. Some we'll clear that. motivation. Yes. Yeah. So Curtis is an attorney and Karina is um, a junior high school science teacher. She is the principal at the school that we just launched at the church and it's Wilson Academy. Yes. Uh, so definitely they, a new endeavor there. Oh yeah. And they rock. They are, I know we're like big fans of the siblings here, but mm-hmm. um, they are not just academics. Um, they are also uh, highly involved in ministry, their parents, and um, they're doing it all well, folks. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to pick their brain about going to school and supporting each other in all these endeavors. We are excited to be here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Hi, Adam. Hi. Well, I, I think a good kind of start us off. We hear um, from a lot of couples or you know, people maybe that are just dating, and they have this idea that they need to finish school before you know they get married mm-hmm. or they start getting serious but oftentimes i see these these people that are very very serious in the relationship they're already serious but they're wanting to wait like five years yeah. or four mm-hmm. well, however far they want to go in their degree or they're like we at least need to get this degree before mm-hmm. we get married i've yeah. heard that and so like from your perspective what you can even draw upon your own life experience here. Mm-hmm. But what would you um, what would you say about that? Yeah, I, and I've heard that before lots of times, definitely. Um, and I, I wonder, is it the fear of not being successful in school or not being successful in your marriage? Mm-hmm. Or is it a financial fear? Um, and I'm not sure. It could be all of those things for different people. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, it's definitely something that's, I think, a, lot, a topic that needs to be discussed. Yeah. Um, I think for us, we knew. Well, let's talk about you specifically. <laughs> okay, I mean, okay. We got married. You were 19 years yeah, old. Yeah, I was 19 years old. So, so um, fresh so out the, of high school. Well, right. A well, year out of high school. <laughs> I mean, you, but you had some college under your belt, but you I had did. to make that decision. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's true. Um, I did. I had to make that decision. I was um, in a community college at the time mm-hmm. and um, I knew I wanted to finish school. I had a plan. Um, I wanted to get my associates, bachelor's teaching credential. Yep. And that was the plan. Because you always knew you wanted to be a teacher. I knew. I knew for what? Well, in high school, I knew. Yes, yeah. I did. Ever since I've known you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it shifted along the way. Um, I 
originally wanted to do elementary Mm -hmm. um and then you know through school I figured out no I don't want to (laughs) I remember when you did your first um sorry sorry like tangent side note but I remember when you did your first uh what do they call it student teaching yeah it was at a high school like my favorite story and (laughs) Karina is seriously like how old were you? 20? Oh, when I did my student teaching. Yes. Um, I was 21. Yeah. And so you were teaching at a high school science, Yeah, yeah. high school science. Yeah. And you come in and the kids like, hi, are you new? And she like totally thought you were a new student and was trying oh, to yeah. befriend you. Oh, no, when no, no, I, no, when never... I first started my teaching, my actual job, yeah. she thought I was one of the students. Yeah, she <laughs> said, are you new? I think you didn't. You say yes. And she's like, you could sit next to me. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. I forgot that story yes one of the students yeah I played into that one that was fun (laughs) so bringing us back though like yeah Yeah. you had to make that decision as a 19 year old like am I going to hold Mm -hmm. off on marrying the person I know I want to spend the rest of my life with right because I want to get my bachelor's and a teaching credential Mm -hmm. and wait years and we had been dating then for for a while Mm -hmm. we um you know you could go through the whole stages we were liked each other Mm -hmm. and that whole (laughs) stage um but we had been dating for several years and so we knew we wanted to get married yeah um and you were further along of course because you're right. a little bit older just a little yeah. bit just a little bit well, yeah <laughs> i had my bachelor's degree at the time but due to the economic crisis that we had there wasn't really any jobs so i just kind of stayed where i was which was a good job it was a good and, job uh, banker you know, yeah mm-hmm. and so we you know but this is a plug you know we didn't have the card deck realizations at that point but <laughs> right. it would have been it's nice like, to have no but absolutely clearly we did have that conversation of like yeah. we had to realize her goal mm-hmm. of what she wanted to do and realize what my goal mm-hmm. wanted to be and at that point you know at the place that i was i was like yeah well i'll be the breadwinner you can go to school mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we'll figure it out and you know that was a goal and that was a dream that we you know, adopted together to work together. We definitely had to talk about it because we did have to, you know, talk about, well, is that realistic? Like, Mm -hmm. can, can we go to school and work in order to support ourselves? Right. Right. Uh, Because we were both living at home Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, And so to go out on our own and also go to school, um, we had to actually, we can't, we couldn't just say, oh yeah, we're gonna make it work. We, mm-hmm. we did have to talk about it and make a plan. Right. You had to look at the finances and can we crunch the numbers right. And, right. and it, and it work. Mm-hmm. And you weren't actually um, not working at the time right. when you were in school because you had, you mm-hmm. were tutoring. I was tutoring. Yeah. I, I did a lot of tutoring while mm-hmm. in school. Pretty, um, I did babysitting at first, but then uh, tutoring mainly while I was in school. That was my main job. Yeah. yeah. And so that supported a, a lot of the extra stuff that you guys wanted to do. Yeah. Even well, through school, there wasn't a whole lot of extra. <laughs> right. Because yeah, realistically, yeah, like one of the things that held me back from going to law school and doing those things was I never wanted to go into debt mm-hmm. for education. Um, yeah. I understand that there's probably plenty of people that are going to listen to this con- uh, podcast that are, you know, in debt. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not trying to chide you, but that was just my personal goal is I want to get mm-hmm. through my undergrad and grad without any debt. Mm-hmm. I, I know that there's mm-hmm. a way to do it. And, um, so that was like, you know, Mm -hmm. that's part of the decision of like, Hey, I'll work, you know, you Mm -hmm. can do your side money thing and go to school and I'll support you and we'll get through this together and pay for it out of pocket. So just to highlight that you guys did pay for it out of pocket. It's not like, yeah. So that was something else to consider before too, because, you know, 
before we got married, I was getting a lot of financial aid. Um, mm-hmm. I come from a large family, so mm-hmm. um, we did get uh, financial aid. So that first couple, that first year of school. Yeah. And so, you know, getting married, that wasn't going to be an option anymore. Because um, you wouldn't due qualify. Due to income. Yeah, I wouldn't qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was something else to consider. Um, and we knew we were going to have to um, pay for it out of pocket right. or get, you know, grants, scholarships. And you um, did. Yes. You got lots of those. I did. Yeah, and I folks, did. that is an option. Like a little plug for Ramsey Solutions here. <laughs> uh, debt-free degree is a good book uh, to look into. Um, but it's there are so many options. Like you don't have to take out student loans. Yeah. And I remember you doing... Um, what, what was it like summer internships? Yeah, we you did were... research projects for, for mm-hmm. uh, aspiring teachers, yeah. um, s- science research projects, but that paid for my whole credential and some of my bachelor's. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. definitely out there if you yeah. look for it. Yes. I remember when we, uh, when Krista was going through her bachelor's, she was always looking online for mm-hmm. you know, different scholarships and mm-hmm. grants. Yeah. So if you look for them, they're there. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. You do have to look hard in so this process. Another question for you along mm-hmm. those lines, um, not on the financial piece, but being hesitant to get married mm-hmm. because you want to finish your right. schooling first. I had a client actually this week who said, um, you know, I just feel like I'm not going to be um, as focused, you know, and I want to make sure mm-hmm. I prioritize my husband. Mm-hmm. So she wants to wait another like two and a half years to finish her master's mm. and and so what would you say to someone like that who it's not necessarily a financial concern, but more about like feeling like you can't prioritize right. your spouse if you're in school? Well, it's, it comes down to making it fun for each other. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, it's, that's a conscientious decision that you have to make. And you know, if, if you're so hesitant as to moving forward in this relationship, because it might take away from your degree, mm-hmm. then you might need to take a step back and think about several other things going on in your relationship but yeah. overall it's like you know you've it's like you got to make the decision together as a team mm-hmm. of yeah we're going to get married we're going to move forward I'll be there for you you know I'll go mm-hmm. back to school with you I think those types key. of things yeah you know because then like for us you know going to school it was like oh we're going to have a study date yeah like those are the best right <laughs> talk about study <laughs> good old yeah. Acres well, coffee, and right? actually i, I want to go back to that because i think that was really important um even though initially so our first year of marriage i was going to school and he was not at the time so he you know he was supporting us um but then he did decide to go back to school because um he wanted we wanted to do it together mm-hmm. and we wanted to be able to do those study dates, those coffee dates. And I think it's really important that even if you're not going to go to school together, um, maybe that's not what your plan is, but to find something that you want to do, something you want to pursue, um, you know, entrepreneurship, whatever that looks like for you Mm -hmm. to find a project, a ministry um, to be able to do, even if it's not school. Yeah. She went back to school or she was in school going to school. And then for some odd reason, you know, I agreed to let Adam and Carissa move into our house. <laughs> <laughs> Dorm days. Yes. So, Roomies. Yeah. So then we turned into, you know, the quintessential, I don't know what we want to call it, yeah. but uh, yeah, at that so point, we, our, our group, 
our group chat on our phones. Oh my word! Was called the dorms. I it think. was yeah, the dorms. It? Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> so that was actually like in the summer of 2012 when yes. um, yep. they joined us. Uh, the day after our dear golden retriever Sunshine came home to be with we us as well. We got a dog and we got roommates. <laughs> yeah. and, and this was supposed to be. I remember it was supposed to be like a one month deal. A month one month deal. Yep. Kirk, That's so funny. There for a month. Yep. Then, you know. And Carissa was dead set because she wanted to keep her word. Yes. Um, but then it kind sure. of morphed into the, the dorms. Uh, Karina was finishing out her bachelor's degree. Carissa at that point had just finished her master's degree and she was moving into theology studies and into a potential doctorate program, which she uh, started after moving in. And then Adam was serious about following up and finishing his bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, I have these three intellectual people living in my house, you know, and I'm going to the bank and then coming home at, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock every day. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. What are you guys doing? You want some coffee? We're studying all night. (laughs) Right. Right. So at that point, you know, it took a couple months, but you know, then I decided, hey, like if there's any time financially, any time that for convenience, any time for spending time with my wife, yes. um, now's the time to go back to school. So that's when I took the LSAT and, you know, got accepted into law school mm-hmm. and started a four year night school program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, this is, you know, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but it's like, you know, God will order your steps oh, yeah, absolutely. once you start sure. making those decisions mm-hmm. of I'm going Somehow, some way, I've had this dream either in my heart, in my mind, and I want to use it for his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just to make a bunch of money, but it's to, you know, f- finance and facilitate ministry. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, Good. in that avenue, like, you know, my job transitioned. Um, I was able to get a new, you know, same company, same everything, but. Oh yeah, I turn around and I'm making ten thousand dollars more. Mm-hmm. I'm able to get tuition reimbursement at a higher rate, mm-hmm. you know, so they're able to, you know, pay for more of my education. So it's mm-hmm. you know this this whole entire thing, and then you know being blessed with managers that see like, oh yeah, Curtis can do this, and, and they liked you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. But I think there's something to be said that when you follow what you think is the will of God for your life, because yeah. you had you had known for, I mean. I, I believe there was a specific time um, where it was prayed over you that you were, you know, that was your future. Like you right. were going to support ministries and, mm-hmm. and that was going to happen for you. And so sometimes it's scary yeah. and we want to believe that that's true. How's that going to happen? And yeah. what decisions do I have to make in order to <laughs> follow the will of God? But mm-hmm. if yeah. you do step out, you know, in faith and make yes. those decisions, God honors that. Yeah. Prophet right? JJ born 2005. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Wow. At, at a time in my life where yeah, lost in a quandary in the pain and isolation. <laughs> you know, and so. I remember Curtis walking into the uh, to the kitchen, be like, "Well, I applied to law school." I'm like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> <laughs> well, then, uh, the la- and just to be clear about the one month stint. Oh my word! <laughs> Chris is still a woman of her word. <laughs> We all had a business meeting we did. We did. and it was agreed that it would regular. be better for all four of us yes. to remain roommates mm-hmm. financially and uh, practically. Yeah. And so it, it worked. We were ships passing in the night. It totally worked. Well, we weren't really ships passing in the night because I think in the night we were all moving in the same direction. Right. <laughs> yeah. We'd go to the coffee Gone shop. Shops. And yeah. this is something I, I want to pick up from what you guys are both just saying mm-hmm. that... Um, 
Curtis, you could have waited or just not taken action on that mm-hmm. dream mm-hmm. and just allowed that opportunity to pass by. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like you chose it to kind of jump in that whole, like, I'm going to be with my wife while she's studying because mm-hmm. she's going to be studying regardless of what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you might as well, if you know, you're working hard, let's all work hard together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. make our lives a lot better. You know, I mean, we were all working and going to school. Yeah. yeah. So right. we were all crazy, crazy, I guess, mm-hmm. period. <laughs> like, right. right. And, right. but I really enjoyed our coffee dates, study dates. Mm-hmm. I, love yeah. those times and yes. sometimes now even when so we're we're not in school anymore but we still want to do coffee dates study dates we're still studying we're so always true. students right? Exactly. <laughs> right so we love to do that mm-hmm. totally yeah because i mean my you know like the week the week to week thing when at least in, you know well i guess backing up sorry i mean because it was looking at for me it was a decision of like well my wife's going to be in this program for at least mm-hmm. another two years, mm-hmm. two and a half years, because she needs to finish her bachelor's. She needs to get her credential. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, we don't want to just stop. You know, we right. want to continue on, get our master's. She got her and, master's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that that was part of the decision as well. Yeah. But, you know, the, on a week to week basis, it was, you know, leave at eight, eight thirty and get home at eleven. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it and was. that's yeah. that's three to four days a week right. so schedule. Could you imagine then waiting until she finished her master's to get married? <laughs> right. Yeah. We would have waited <laughs> till we finished your master's in twenty eighteen. That's when we had a kid. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So we would have waited an additional nine years instead of experiencing life together, together. and fighting through yeah. and struggling and you know, yeah, which is so valuable. It totally was. Mm-hmm. There were there were so many lessons I think that we learned yeah. doing it together along the way. You know, mm-hmm. um, just how to push through, how to sacrifice. Mm. Um, right. I mean, I I was grocery shopping and clipping coupons. I know you loved that, <laughs> um, but <laughs> I was doing that because this is a decision that we made. That's right. Yeah. And, but it was so valuable to learn those lessons and to have those experiences together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to the person who says, okay, we've been married for however many years, one or both of us want to mm-hmm. go back to school mm-hmm. and we are just nervous that um, it's going to, you know, we're not going to have time for anything else at all. Like right. how do we balance life if we are going to go back to school? What would you say to that person? Well, I mean, just having a, open conversation about because I mean of course like in a situation where you don't have children mm-hmm, and it's just yeah. the two of you um, you have to both look at your situations with your job mm-hmm. uh, your ministry situation mm-hmm. and also your family situation mm-hmm. uh, to make that determination um, I mean because yeah you, you can't give up once you make right. the decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and good. then, yeah, one of the key components, at least, you know, with my family is we have family night every Monday night, mm-hmm. but that was a sacrifice that had to be made. And yeah. so that was something that had to be discussed mm-hmm. with the family of like, Hey, you know, like I'll make it to the Monday nights, but sometimes like for this semester on Monday nights, I'm going to have class. Right. Yeah. So yeah. then it's, you know, understanding not just what it's going to do to you, both, mm-hmm. but also what it's going to do to your extended family. Yeah, so that's I, good. Maybe if you could speak more specifically to the the couple. 
themselves. Yeah, I think it's important um, to communicate. I think that's the most important thing you can do in in making your decision is to really lay out on pen and paper, Mm -hmm. what is this going to look like? And if we take this road, what is that going to look like? And if we take this road, what is that going Uh to look like? You know, because it could be two different paths and you have to decide which one is the best for both of you as a unit. Yeah, I don't know where this is in the Bible, but I wrote this down while we were discussing before, but it's, you know, write the vision, make it plain. I think yes. that he is able to run with it or something uh-huh. like that. Yep. Uh, so that and, and, you know, in a spiritual sense and a biblical sense that works, but mm. in a practical sense, <laughs> I mean, it, you sit down, write it yes. down, yes. write it down, write it out. And you know, you don't, the first time is your first draft. It's yeah. you, you can change you that draft. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You're like, yeah. this is, this is where we are. This mm-hmm. is where we think we're going to be. Mm-hmm. And here's the amount of time in a day. Yeah. You know, and, and schedules, like you said, Monday nights, it was the exception though. That's what I'm hearing is like, let's try to keep our priorities in place for mm-hmm. family ministry. But the exception to that rule is that maybe for one semester you'll have Monday night class. Right. Um, you know, I think you stayed really involved in Sunday mm-hmm. school and I mean, you're a huge involvement. You know, that's what, that's your main thing is, kids ministry mm-hmm. and you stayed really involved even though you were in school yeah um and that looks different now that you're out of school right you have a, a different level of involvement yeah and I think it's important so yeah and if you want to stay involved in ministry maybe it's going to um right. be where you have to sacrifice some some friend time too mm-hmm. but not like you said it's balanced like we didn't we didn't not hang out with friends. Mm-hmm. We, we did right. definitely. But, we had those times. I mean, and then, then also like for me personally, ministry went from, you know, being on the platform every Sunday morning to, right. you know, I'm helping out the back end administration mm-hmm. tasks. Right. You know, yep. I'm I, helping with app development. Right. Rock creation. Uh, right. Overseeing Facebook, like just yep. different components of the church that it's not that I have to be seen and applauded. It's, Like I like to do work on the back end of the church to help it be as efficient and, Mm -hmm. you know, look as good as possible moving forward. So So the way you're involved looks different from each season, not just in school, out of school, but each season of your life and marriage. Absolutely. Right. And then now as an attorney, I can bring a whole different Mm -hmm. approach to ministry. Totally. So. We'll be right back to the interview, but first we wanted to share something that we are really excited about. You know, we all have those times where we don't feel super connected to our spouse and we really don't know what conversations to have to get us to that connected place. And then on top of that, we're so busy that we don't prioritize those conversations. And that's why we created the monthly live date night. And Monthly Live Date Night is every month on a Friday night for 90 minutes, 60 minutes. It, we focus on a topic that uh, you guys pick. And then 30 minutes, we do a Q&A and it's live where we're all together asking questions and giving answers on topics related to your marriage, your intimacy. And we share tools. Uh, we have handouts that we call homework because we want you to be there to listen and to soak in. But we really want you to take action in your marriage too. So come join us live for the next monthly live date night. Check the link in the show notes for dates and details. All right, back to the interview. So along the way, you were writing a lot of things down, uh, planning things, taking inventory. What were what do you think were some other things you had to write down along the way and make sure that you were um, assessing and adjusting? So the main, the main thing for me is budgeting, um, uh, working in finances and hmm. being somebody that didn't want to have debt from school. Um, yeah, we would sit down 
you know, and make sure that, or actually at that point, I would just sit down and make sure (laughs) that we were, you know, on track. Um, Uh Because, you know, and then we had to come to the decision of, you know, you need to study for the bar exam Mm -hmm. and, you know, California, uh, allegedly it's one of the hardest bars (laughs) to sit for in the United States, but it's just six months where Curtis disappeared and had rings under his eyes. <laughs> that is true. It was only three months, but you know, but like six. right. But at that point, you know, and writing those things down of budgeting everything out and then yeah. saving up for the, you know, the fact of, Hey, I'm going to quit my job mm-hmm. that I've been at for almost 11 years. And by that time I had t- started teaching. Right. And at that, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So our financial picture had, yeah. taken, mm-hmm. had sh- changed, mm-hmm. you know? And so then at that point I could have benefits with you and mm-hmm. we could, we could readjust and, you yep. know, in 2020 we could pivot huh. um, our business model. No, but uh, <laughs> no, so yeah. So it's like making sure that you, keep a fluid plan so that way, you know, things are going to happen. Things are going to change. I mean, you know, and not just financially like that, that I, th- I mean, I saw it in the home, but I know from just a lot of couples we work with, like things have to change, um, responsibility wise, like mm-hmm. who does what around the house yeah. and right. parenting and, it's not just a strict traditional male female thing. No. Yeah. You know, it's what works best for you in that season. Yeah, I feel like in those seasons, what doesn't bend breaks or one person breaks oh, down. True. Yeah. Like there's always a time like when Curtis was working for that, you know, working, you quit everything, you know, you went into your cave and you're <laughs> studying for the bar. Yeah. Everybody kind of understood that that's where you were. So yeah. we, mm-hmm. we tried to pick yeah. up the slack there, you know, like mm-hmm. same thing with all of us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Adam has midterms or Chris mm-hmm. is working. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like, Okay, so because this is the crazy dorms, you know, like we all had to like <laughs> yeah, right. pick culture up. of the dorms, but yeah. but that was a real thing. Like, yeah. it's recognizing it the need and meeting it. That's it as yeah. a team. That's it. Right. Yeah. Here's the challenge. We're not going to wilt away. Right. This is how we're going to do well, it. Well, and we've done that very recently with the startup of the school, um, right. Wilson Academy, yep. and Curtis. You know, I was going crazy, and Curtis <laughs> saw that, and he picked up he saw my need and he picked up where mm-hmm. I was lacking and you know, in different seasons that looks different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I remember even uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were at coffee and we happened to run into Curtis at the same coffee shop all the time. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yep, I'm going to go pick up Karina for a date. He's like, yeah. but first before the dinner date, we're, we're going to go to just another coffee shop in another town to change things up. Cause she's got to finish up all this work before we go on our dinner date. Mm-hmm. And I don't want her to be cooped up at home for all this time. And so he yeah. picked yeah. her up and that's what the date looked like. And, and there's a little sp- spontaneity in exactly. there. And I loved it. Yeah. 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 And, and then I, we got to work till seven o'clock that night <laughs> and we got a bunch of stuff done. <laughs> but you were together. You yes. had shoulder to shoulder time, mm-hmm. drive time to just chat. Mm-hmm. And that's a, just a great example, though, of how to support yeah. your spouse. So it's not just picking up like, oh, yeah, the dishes need to be done. But also, how do we make this environment more mm-hmm. conducive to study yeah it's so emotional support it is absolutely yeah and, and making it more conducive to getting what you need to do mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. looks different too it could be changing location absolutely changing, totally. you know changing the music on your radio station whatever mm-hmm. like yeah lighting candles the smallest things could really change that environment for you so you can get a lot done absolutely. for sure yeah yep i know that's been just a little shout out to adam lately he's <laughs> been 
giving me Thursdays. He's like, okay, on Thursdays, as long as I can get my morning golf in, (laughs) I'll uh, take the kids. You go work on your dissertation. And that's been so, so helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just picking up on when there's support that's needed and Mm -hmm. fulfilling that need. Well, I mean, it's the other day I was watching something. I'm just going to go off on a tirade. But no, I was just watching (laughs) something random about you know, some type of exercise program. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the program, they came, the, the wife was helping him and they, it looks like they had just had a baby. And so at the end they came on together and he's like, yeah, she really wants to say something. And so they were talking about how they've been together for nine years. And mm-hmm. just in the last year, he came to the realization that their marriage was a team mm-hmm. and that even if he's 51% right, he's still 49% wrong because it's a team because it's a team. And that's like the same and drawing on that to pull it into this conversation. It's like you can have educational dreams, but if your educational dreams and your ministry dreams don't jive or line up with your wife and your hat or your, you know, significant other or your fiance or your boyfriend, Mm -hmm. girlfriend, and there's, you know, unequal yoke Mm -hmm. in that situation and you can't work it out. Yeah. You know, and, and you're you need to realize that you're a team and that even if you're fifty one percent right or seventy five percent right, you're still the other side wrong. Mm-hmm. And so without clear communication and sitting down and, and working those things out and rewriting and working, you know, adjusting, yeah. you're going to be, you know, on a on a path to uh, nowhere. Yeah. Which hopefully, you know, it's not crash and burn nowhere, but, uh, you know, yeah. it's your dreams are going to no, go nowhere. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this stuff will come like mm-hmm. the if you're if your marriage is going somewhere and you're planning on doing something big in your life that affects a lot of people around you, you're going to have these times of stretching. Yeah. And so what would you tell the people that maybe um, they're sick of being just the kind of status quo and they want to start growing maybe, but they don't feel adequate for going mm. to college or. Yeah or starting a business or they don't know if they can handle it. What would you say to those people? Well, what I would say, and I'm sorry for talking too much right now, no, but <laughs> you know what I would say in that situation there, because like for me specifically, like, you know, I thought of an attorney as like, you know, the quintessential, like I loved Mike English. Like he was, you know, my idol, you know, mm. type of thing. Like he's an attorney, like he made it, he did this, that, and the other, you know, but it's like, what you want to become hang around those people Mm. be around those people and once you're around podcasts and yeah listen to those (laughs) podcasts yeah or or watch those youtube videos i mean you know it's like there's in today's age yeah you have all the digital things you can do but hey go work in a field you know and and touch you know get kinesthetic with it and learn it that's you know and then you kind of demystify your inadequacy because for me personally it was like oh attorneys are like great you know everybody else of course has you know their scum of the earth but for me it was like dude it's like it's an honorable profession you know and they're trying to help certain individuals and trying to make things you know Mm -hmm. right and so that could have intimidated you just since you since you held it up so high but instead you started hanging out with those people and being around that field yeah it didn't yeah and it i guess it realistically before going to law school i never had done mm. i'd never had been around or hung out with i'd never worked in or around okay. attorneys but once i started law school and i transitioned to my new job position i started working with attorneys and uh-huh. you know gaining relationships with mm-hmm. them you know that were that were paramount to mm-hmm. me saying oh yeah 
I can do this. You know, it's, it's they're human. Yeah. They're right. They're right. yeah. 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 But they've worked really human. hard <laughs> to get where they are. Right. Yeah. And I could do that. So maybe yes. even though you didn't have a chance to do that ahead of time, that would be a piece of advice you'd mm-hmm. give is like, mm-hmm. try to be around those people, shadow those people, listen to the, the podcasts and get that poured right. into you. And let's be real for a second. Well, always, but <laughs> you, um, you had a rough time in your, in your college, beginning college years, right? <laughs> I mean, no, this is actually a testimony because yeah. Then he went to law school and totally killed it in a good way. Like <laughs> he was top like five of his class, top three of his class, I mm-hmm. think. Like, so you would not Just even Just to clarify, I think I was number six. But okay, anyway, well. <laughs> yes, my undergrad GPA was not stellar uh, to say the least. And my wife saw my transcripts the other day when I was cleaning stuff out and she was shocked and she's like, why do you have that? (laughs) (laughs) Burn it. Well, it's a reminder that, you know, if you put your mind to it, you know, that you, you know, my GPA in law school was clearly a whole lot better than it was (laughs) in undergrad. C or C. (laughs) So if you feel inadequate, the whole point of me saying that was, you know, if you feel inadequate, like you are, you can turn it around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 I find it like looking back, at those like kind of like along that same line I found when I felt my most inadequate when I it was when I wasn't putting the most effort out Mm -hmm. right right and I wasn't as motivated I didn't have a clear enough vision of what I wanted to be Mm -hmm. um but that turned around for you when you's like when you had that realization like Mm -hmm. these are people that I can become this I can Mm -hmm. become this thing that I I think is amazing or yeah. I feel that I'm better right now than you are, right. you know, mm-hmm. like not to, you mm-hmm. know, that wasn't yeah. the situation all the time, but it was just yeah. like, this is how you operate or this is what you do. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I can do that. Yeah. Sure. You know, yeah. it's like. Well, I think another component of this um, whole discussion around inadequacy is you took action. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I have found that with mm-hmm. clients and, and folks that we talk to over the years there, mm-hmm. if they don't start school or just start that project, that endeavor, whatever God's calling them to do, and they just talk about it mm-hmm. for months and years, they're going to feel more and more inadequate. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. 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 When is the good time to yeah. It's like for oh, me, yeah. it was an aha moment. Like, aha, Adam, Carissa, Karina, they're all going to school. So what am I going to do? Aha. Hey, yeah. guess what? I applied to law school. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's one way to overcome inadequacy. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just saying I'm going to work so hard. I'm going to leave my job at 430 and I'm going to go study till 11 o'clock tonight. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get three weeks ahead of my reading yes. and I'm going to memorize everything and I'm going to be ready. Yes. And you know, lay a good foundation. Mm-hmm. So, and that does require the support of the spouse because exactly. if the spouse is not on board with that, it's going to be a bumpy road. Yeah. And so yeah. it does require both of them working together and, and knowing, okay, that's the plan for this season. Mm-hmm. And if your spouse isn't on board, I'd almost want to ask the questions. Do they see it? Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's going to be hard for two years, but how long are you planning on being married? Right. Yeah. You know, Right. And, and well, and then you have to ask the question of, you know, are you doing something to make your spouse feel inadequate that if you did go to school, your mm-hmm. interests would shift or you would not, you know, be right. as attentive. Right. Yeah. So that's, I think that's, that's so good. part of the yeah. conversation that people sometimes are unwilling to have mm-hmm. or afraid to have. Let me tag on to that. Um, I remember, and that's so good. 
I remember when I wasn't in school and Krissa was getting degrees. My Uncle Cliff, <laughs> um, I love him, <laughs> came up to me. He's like, well, what are you doing? He's like, how are you growing? He's like, you need to grow with your wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, and he was very serious. You'd have like, congruency. So mm-hmm. Yeah. And he didn't mean necessarily go to school, but he meant like, make sure you're doing something to grow yeah. yourself. You need to be growing mm-hmm. with your wife because I have seen relationships where people seem to outgrow or they grow, they grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And this other person isn't doing that. Mm-hmm. And there does seem to be uh, just a, a stark difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Growth can look a lot of different ways it can look like a lot mm-hmm. of different things yes. right yeah, yeah. and, Talk and about you that. just well you just have to figure out what that looks like for you mm-hmm. not everybody is going to go get their doctorate and that's right. fine right you know but how are you growing and how are you growing your ministry and how are you growing in the kingdom of god mm-hmm. and have you yeah. talked about that with your spouse because uh, i mean and you know just looking at friends that have gone back to school to finish bachelors and masters while having kids, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, hypothetically the wife, you know, they have two kids. I mean, the wife has to be as devoted to those children and to the home unit and to whatever part-time job she has Mm -hmm. as the husband is to his job, his business and his schooling. Um, and yeah, there's the sacrifice comes into play and, and God honors sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a big part of getting both spouses on the same page with going back to school or starting a big endeavor mm-hmm. is the why, right? Mm-hmm. If you both are on the same page about the why, the mm-hmm. reason that you're doing this mm-hmm. and that's part of that vision, right? Write right. it down. Like yes. make it plain. Yes. Make and so plain. if you can see, okay, well, two years from now, this is where it puts us yeah. financially, um, you know, our lifestyle, yeah. ministerially, you know, mm-hmm. all of the above, then, that's going to be so much easier for someone to get on board with that. Absolutely. It takes the mystery out of it and the unknown, which is what people are afraid of sometimes I think. And so when you, when you set a clear vision, sometimes people are scared to do that because the, the goal is scary, right? Or the vision is scary. Um, And what if I fail? So I think though, making it clear and having that end goal in mind and writing it down again, yeah. <laughs> um, it does yeah. take away the mystery. Yep. Yeah, and another thing that we have to balance out, be very careful about, is we have to balance out the consequences of not trying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The consequences of regret. Um, Tim Ferriss has a, um, a TED Talk called um, Fear Setting, mm-hmm. which I think is really powerful mm-hmm. that help you we we do goal setting a lot but sometimes we need to address the fears mm-hmm. and say okay yeah if the fear is holding you back yeah okay that's that's something that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. so there is a lot of okay i'm scared about moving forward but also we we also should be scared if god's laid something on your heart mm-hmm. to start stretching you to push you and you don't do it Mm-hmm. We yeah. also should be really nervous about the consequences of not. Yes, doing that's that. good. Absolutely, I'll link that in the show notes for folks who want to watch that TED talk <laughs> on fear. Yeah, setting. and Simon Sinek talks a lot about why. Yes, you know, well, find your why. Simon Sinek right. is a good book as well. Yep, I have that book. Thank you, Adam, for the recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So, speaking of resources and recommendations, um, what resources would you guys recommend for folks who want to grow themselves? 
Um, you know, it could be marriage mm-hmm. books, it could be growth books, resources. Um, how would you uh, point them in that direction? Well, I listen to a lot of random podcasts and interviews um, just from a variety of spectrums. Um, Thank you, Curtis. No problem. (laughs) He's always forwarding me, like texting me. Got to see this. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, not, I'm not like a huge fan, but I do like to hear different perspectives like Jordan Peterson. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course I kind of get lost sometimes in his dissertations, but you know, (laughs) it's, it's nice to, you know, hear those things and you know, they're listening to different doctors and, neuropsych doctors, those types of things about brain hack and, you know, just random stuff. But more specifically for like, for me, for my life, uh, the books about discipline have been like a main foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a book that, uh, Nathaniel Wilson, Dr. Nathaniel Wilson, you know, gave me a recommendation for a long time ago Mm -hmm. and it's called the disciplined life by Richard Taylor. Um, just a little caveat, you know, this is kind of an old school book written in 1960. So it's not really, uh, politically correct. Um, <laughs> I let, I lent out my copies a few years ago and never got them back. And then so recently I just purchased it again and I pulled, I picked it up and I just started reading it. And I was like, wow, you know, reading this book, you know, almost 18 years after I originally read it is wow. just kind of like mind boggling, you know, of like for the PC side of things, gotcha. and yeah. you know, but getting into, you know, like the donkey, you know, being the donkey that, you know, that had never God had never, or no man had ridden on Mm. and, you know, having the spirit to allow God to use you, you know, and those types of different things, you know, it's very good old school book. Nice. Um, But fast forwarding to a more recent book, um, Celebration of Discipline, The Path of Spiritual Growth by Richard Foster. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a a gift um, by actually David Gazande. He gave that to us, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago or something like that. Uh, And yeah, that was just a really good book. The one takeaway that I had from that book that I reflect on often is the impact upon meditation and how that in Mm -hmm. Christianity and the Western mindset, uh, we have this negative outset on meditation, Mm -hmm. but how that like Eastern Christianity, they still practice and, you know, and use it as a a key thing. And it clearly from a biblical perspective, the Bible does talk about meditation. Um, so uh, that's one of the like takeaways from that book. So 10 for more about meditation, (laughs) Christian meditation. (laughs) So, so yeah, that was just random takeaway that I, that I think back on often, but of course there's plenty of other little nuggets in there. And then, um, I don't know if you want to talk about for relationship. Um, well, first of all, um, other than book resources and um, podcast resources. Um, I There was one more thing I wanted to say and I think is really important and I think really contributed to um, our success in going to school and, um, you know, staying married. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, like we really, um, uh, we really prioritized taking trips mm-hmm. and it looked a lot different than it does now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stayed in the back of actually your guys' element at the time, <laughs> right? Yeah. We yeah. took the element and um, we got a little blow up mattress in there mm-hmm. whenever we rolled out and we went along the coast and we went mm-hmm. to Tahoe and we just took trips and we yes. took the time to do that. And sometimes on our trips, we you know went to coffee shops in Tahoe and studied, yep. but, mm-hmm. but it was still, it was changing it up and it totally. made it different. And, and I think, think about what that costs you. Yeah. That costs you gas money. Gas money. Yep. It literally was. Yeah. And then in, you know, summer of 2014, I think it was, or 2000, yeah, 2014, you know, Adam comes up with this idea to, you know, become an ultimate uh, backpacker. So, oh, yes. right. so Labor Day, 2014, we took our first backpacking trip. Yay. 
have this picture. We converted yes, you. you and, did. and the funny story about that is Carissa had a, an assignment due. And so we we're driving up in the middle of nowhere, That's Gray Eagle, right. California. I'm and we're driving right. around this town at like 11 o'clock at night trying to find Wi Fi. <laughs> so we finally found this cafe yeah. that was closed. We parked right next to that. We did. Right, right next right to here it. You get better reception, you get better. <laughs> She's Wi-Fi. trying to upload something. Well, because we, we, we went to the Gray Eagle Lodge and they were like, they didn't have Wi Fi or right. something like that. And so then they sent us into town yeah. and. And then we started the hike at like midnight. Guys, yep. remember with we, we literally got lost <laughs> for like an hour. We really <laughs> did. It was in so the dark. Trail, in the dark. Oh, I think we man. finally got to our uh, tent site like at like 1 a.m. at least. Oh, oh yeah, that, at, yeah least. at least. But guess what? It was so worth it in the morning. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then, the then mice, mice ate through your uh, right. camelback. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my <laughs> oh, those were good, good times, times though and just yeah. prioritizing yeah. Well, uh, those yeah. trips and then mm-hmm. the priority trip you know like we planned and saved and we you know we said before you know my last year of law school oh, yeah. we were looking you know we were planning on a family and all those mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. you know plans and so we said hey we're gonna take two weeks i've got vacation time at my mm-hmm. job like let's save up and we went to new zealand yep. for two weeks that and was awesome. had an yeah. amazing trip and you know that was you know, I remember oh, watching yeah. your GoPro footage oh, my from New Zealand. It was such the best. Yeah. Sledding down the sand dunes. Yes. <laughs> Swimming. But it did. It took a plan and yep. and it took saving and communication. Um, mm-hmm. But yes. be intentional about those things because they make a world of difference. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. Uh, so that belongs in the resource list for yes, sure. It does. <laughs> it does. Yes. I, think, I think that the f- because it's so difficult sometimes going to school and doing these things it just makes it sweeter, like mm-hmm. getting out and having fun and being in the, I remember being in the woods many times with flashcards in the top of my backpack. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. So it just makes those camp trips mm-hmm. beautiful because you have no reception to think about your assignments do, right. you know, like, yeah. So take a step back and it makes a difference. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, um, other resources, um, there, there are a couple books I think for, um, for development, personally, but also alongside each other, Tiny Habits um, yes. by BJ Fogg. Oh my goodness. Amen. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Such a good one. Definitely. And that's one that you got to read over and over to remind yourself, oh, I can still do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in each yeah. stage of life. Yeah. So I love that one. Um, there were a couple that we did early on in marriage that we read. Um, sheet Music. Oh, yes. Yeah. Classic premarital Classic. material. Kevin Lehman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Men Are From Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, women are from Venus. Venus, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah John Gray, yeah. Yeah, that was that's a that's just a really good one. If you know, you don't understand the opposite side, like yeah. you know, if you come from a family that you know, as a man, you, you don't really have any interaction with women, or mm-hmm. as a woman, you don't really have interaction with a man. It kind of like demystifies, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they do think differently than me, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah, right. And this is that's what I can biology. do about it. <laughs> yeah, <Good. laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, oh, I really love, love for podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I love Dear Young Married Couple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also um, The Bible Project. Oh, yeah. I think it does a really good job at breaking down um, tough topics in the Bible. Yes. And, and these aren't necessarily like, this is a marriage podcast, but right. I think all of these these um, resources help in personal development, mm-hmm. which will then help in your marriage development as well. Amen. Absolutely. Couldn't say it better. Well-rounded list of resources, you guys. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Well, this has been a lot of fun, guys. Thank yeah, well, you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having us. And, you know, we don't 
know everything, but we had some experience. And so hopefully other people can hear it through our discussion today. Oh yeah. yeah. I think they are for sure. You guys have a lot to offer. Um, as we transition to the end of the podcast, we ask every one of our podcast guests, um, to fill in the dear young Mary couple letter. Um, so before we do that, folks who are listening, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, please take a moment to uh, rate and review the podcast. It helps it reach many, many more couples. So we appreciate it. On to our dear young married couple letter. So rewinding back to your first couple years of marriage, fill in the blank with the advice that you wish you would have received. Dear young married couple. Dear young married couple, it is okay and actually healthy to learn from each other, um, to hear what the other person has to say and realize you didn't know everything (laughs) and they may not know everything, but they know different things than you. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to learn from each other. Mm -hmm. Good. Coming from the person who is married to someone that we call Google sometimes. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) He is Google. You don't know something, Curtis will tell you in about five seconds. (laughs) So true. Hey, Google. (laughs) Dear young married couple, quit using the internet for such good things. (laughs) Uh, Dear young married couple, uh, enjoy the journey. Yeah. Uh, It's a short life um, and make every moment matter and make every moment count. Um, you know, at the beginning of our marriage, there was some sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some surgeries. Uh, there's been surgeries in the last couple of years and, um, you know, life happens, mm-hmm. but you've got to, um, understand that. And sometimes you have to de-throttle and sometimes you have to throttle up, mm-hmm. um, to power through things. And at other times you got to be resilient enough to understand that you've got to step back and um, be sensitive and and work through things. So I hope this goes out to millions and millions of subscribers all around the world. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously. Way uh, to take it from sober and serious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's, that's my hanging advice is, you know, take each moment, make it special. Um, There's a lot of hurting people in the world and you know your marriage shouldn't be a place for hurt your marriage should be a place for safety and healing and you should utilize your marriage to you know extend that out to others yeah awesome we will end with that thanks so much guys all right friends we really hope that you got a ton out of today's conversation and if you want help if you want personal guidance with individual counseling or couples counseling, or even help with you as a couple reaching the goals you have, just reach out. Give us a call at 916-678-1797 or shoot us an email at hello at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. No matter where you are in the world or in your marriage, we can set up a counseling session with you and we can work toward progress. We also post marriage advice regularly on our Instagram, which is at Dear Young Married Couple, and we'd love for you to join us in conversation there. All right, see you next week.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.